You know, I, it's so appropriate that we're finally doing this movie. Um, because I've had cameras throughout your house for, <laughs> and we've, I, I've, and I think we've talked about it before. We've talked, and probably, probably recently, we've talked about how you know I can. I think it was our, it was our one fifty episode where I was saying, you know, I, I normally see you during the podcast, but I could see you in person, and it was just, you know, it was a nicer touch than than the cameras that I typically have set up in your house. Um, Huh. And so this is just nice. It's just it's 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 nice to feel like okay. I'm not the only one. It's not just me who is, you know, is a, a, a bit of a voyeur, but only like a voyeur when it comes to mundane, like you know, I just like to see you brush your teeth. And I like to see you know, I like to see you set your alarm clock before you go to bed. I like to see you stub your toe on the foot of the bed. It's it's those things Which, that I think really capture the the the, the pedisms. You which know. which I do arguably more than most average human beings. I wasn't gonna say anything. Um oh, yeah. but when you you know, in, in thirty years when you and your partner renew your vows, uh, I'm I have I probably what's going to be like a forty five minute montage of you just stubbing your toe, and I'm going to be able to show that. And I think that that's it's it's going to catch people off guard. No no one will see that coming, and and it'll just be like you know people will walk away from it going wow you know I thought. I knew Pete. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm his mother, but uh, <sighs> clearly, clearly, there is no knowing a person the way you know a person when you have a 45 minute montage of them stubbing their toe on the bed. Huh? Yeah. And I've recently got good at like blurring stuff out too. So like all those clips where you do it and you're naked. Don't worry about that. That's <laughs> that is no one. No one on it. Well, they'll know, but they're not going to, you know, no one's going to see anything. So I just rest easy. You're, you're hmm. in good hands. You know, I had a whole bit ready because, um, <laughs> you know, we've, we've, we took, I took a week off. You carry, you and some guests carried the torch. Yeah. Um, but that bit is no longer relevant. <laughs> and we, we had a friend on the show. It's, Probably nine months now. It was around Christmas time. Friend of the show, Stefan. Ah, and we gotta, we, we gotta, it, we gotta get know, him back. It's yeah. It's I think this is the longest bout <laughs> that we've gone without him. But we reviewed a movie called Love Actually, and that movie, I feel very relatable because there's that whole scene sequence where the friend is like videotaping the other friend at the wedding and Kiera Nately's like, yo homie, what's up? And our, coincidentally enough, I think one of them was named Peter anyway. So now I'm, I went from haha to creeped out to now this is spooky. Just the yep. number of connectivity, like the connection between that scene. But uh-huh. I, that explains that blinking light in my room, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, that's a decoy. That's so that you don't, <laughs> You know, welcome to the Movie Event Podcast. We're not watching you. We're chatting. You're listening, and I'm Peter. The uh, camera fiend is Brady. 
I'm all about visual media. That's why I started a podcast. Um, I just want to say, I'm recording in a room. Sure. Me too. Okay, cool. Uh, So moving on. Um, (laughs) No, I'm recording in a room that I've never recorded in before. Uh, And I've I've set up what I think is some... uh, What I'm hoping is adequate. I've taken steps to hopefully have provided adequate sound dampening. Mm. Um, But I'm not, you know, I'm only like maybe 50% confident in the fact that (laughs) it's going to work. So I don't know. I I might sound like I'm echoey in in a big reverb chamber. Um, You know, similar to our our Shang-Chi episode, but for different reasons. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so if this, and I've, I'm, ordering some more like some acoustical pan- paneling mm. uh and so if this if this room if this setup doesn't work i will return to my i will i will go back into the closet and then uh and then come back out of the closet when the sound dampening panels arrive try it again <laughs> And if the sound dampening panels don't work, then I guess I'm just a I'm just a life I'm a uh, I'm a lifer in the closet. I will be a I will be in the closet for life. So, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, the Truman Show. The Truman Show. We uh, we got back on the voting train. 1998 had four selections for now. And the audience had their say. We had Pleasantville, Rush Hour, Night at the Roxbury. And then Truman Show just came in like a bull in the china shop and said, give me all the votes. I'm leaving. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Quite literally. Um, it was, a, it was, a, it, I guess, I guess I kind of wasn't surprised by the voting outcome. Hmm. Um, because the other films that it was up against were, it was a, it was a weird bracket. Hmm. Um, it was a, 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 it was a, a diverse bracket. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, Rush Hour, so my two options were Rush Hour and Night at the Roxbury. Sure. Rush Hour has sentimental value to me because I just, you know, I yep. I grew up with that movie. Yeah. Um, particularly this, I think we owned the sequel on VHS. Oh, love the sequel. Yep. Um, Night of the Roxbury. I didn't grow up with. I saw that when I was like seventeen. Mm. Um, and it's very niche. I get that it's like a it's it's like SNL humor. Sure. Sure. And so I'm not surprised. Like I knew, I know it's a film that has a lot of people who don't like it, sure, um, or it's not their type of thing. Um, but I know that it's also a cult classic, and right. so I think I think seeing how it fared, which mm. I think it got maybe one vote or maybe zero, sure. Um, uh, the- I think it was just very telling of yeah. our of our listener, and like what they're into and what they're not. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, yeah, it is. It's like, it's certainly got its fan base, you know? Sure. Um, fun fact before we get into your trivia. Yeah. I have prior to 
uploading to posting our vote. <laughs> I'd never heard of Pleasantville. No idea really? what it is. I haven't looked it up. I didn't watch a trailer. Sure. On, on, you know, out of the prospect that maybe that was the one we we're going to watch, I wanted yeah. to go into it completely blind. Sure. Um, and I still am. I have no idea, no idea what Pleasantville is. Do you have any idea? I don't know idea? who's in it. You don't? I know nothing. You, so you have no idea of the cast? No, I don't know what it is. Haven't got a clue. Huh. I mean, so this is less of a big deal. Do you care if I say who's in it? No, go for it. So I think it's less less enticing for you, but it is a Toby Maguire film. Ooh, no, I like that. It's got some Jeff Daniels. Ooh, I I definitely like that. Yeah. Um, is it a, rest, so is it a comedy? It's uh, what Google defines as a comedy fantasy, and I, I, it's it's a light uh, comedy in the sense that it's a light film. It's not entirely served just for chucks and chuckles and giggles, right? Um, a lot of other familiar faces like Reese Witherspoon is in it, um, Joan Allen. Um, so. Star-studded, but star-studded for a point. It's not just like Ocean's Eleven and let's throw a bunch of actors in a bag and here we go. Right. It's not It's not the Expendables. <laughs> for for a few reasons. And if it, if it interests you, one more thing. It's, uh, I'd say, similar to The Wizard of Oz. No, I guess opposite to The Wizard of Oz. Pleasantville is like 80% in black and white. Oh. Yeah. Huh. It's... I I'm not I haven't seen it enough uh, f- enough times to say Brady when we're done recording go listen to it it'll hold up it's for sure amazing I just right. remember seeing it maybe twice and it's from what I remember intriguing interesting you know worth watching but um it, more just if you're interested I would recommend checking it out Okay well, yeah. uh, it's definitely it's definitely been on my radar for the last you know week and a half, two weeks. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a very good chance of that happening. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So trivia, so, the Truman Show. Yeah. Do you have trivia? I've got a question for you. Ah, so not 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 <laughs> un- not you know not so dissimilar to trivia. Right. Oh, just wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna formally call this the trivia section. Okay. Ooh, and uh, I heard it this time. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. My question for you. Um. This film was nominated for Oscars, and I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty. Like, was it nominated for an Oscar for light pole holder number seven? Sure. I just want you to say yes or no. Do you think uh, one of the main cast, you don't even have to say who, but just one of the main cast members was nominated for an Oscar? Yes or no? Mm. Okay. Again, I'm not, this is, I will just say yes or no. I'm not, I'm not trying to pick someone. No, no, no. I'm just thinking, I I do need to consider how many people in it, I think, because that, that plays into the probability. Of course it Um, does. I can only think of, I can only think of one, 
maybe two mm. but like okay i can think of i can think of two potential worthy of an oscar performances in this mm. only one of which you would actually be like only one of which you would actually be proud to win an oscar <laughs> for, i'll tell i'll tell you i'll tell you afterwards i'm gonna say i'm gonna say yes just to keep things spicy sure and then so just to flush out your theory who who do you think it was um if anyone's deserving of it in this obviously it's it's jim carrey sure um the other person who i think could be deserving of it um like if if i were jim carrey and i want an oscar for this i'd be like yeah i want an oscar for my my performance in in uh the truman show Mm-hmm. And everyone I told that to would say, "Oh yeah, I saw you in that. You were really mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. you you were stunning in that." Um, the other person who potentially could be, you know, has has sort of like a a really good acting performance, whatever in this movie, would be the guy that plays Kristoff. Mm. Uh, but I would be embarrassed, like. You know, you would tell people, be like, oh, you know, I've won an Oscar. And they're like, uh, for what? And then you'd be like, ah, oh, for uh, for the Truman Show. And everyone would be like, ah, oh, you are in that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's not the same. He's in it so little and like. Right. You know. And he'd be All like, right, yeah, so- I'm, the, I'm the manipulative dick. And they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. this, yeah, you are in that. That's With right. The of very course. late nineties, like I don't know what the type of hat it was that he wears, but it's very late nineties. Yeah, it's not a beret, but it's no. like a, a yeah, yeah. I, it's it's like a distant cousin to the beret. Yeah. Okay, so let's break it down. So, uh, for you to say that yes, someone was nominated of this cast member. Oh yeah. That was correct. Yeah, that's the only time anyone's ever applauded for me, so it's kind of an emotional <laughs> moment. And the answer was, indeed, Ed Harris. Wow. Right? So yeah, I, he is in this, right? Yeah. He, well, he's Christoph, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I'd I, forgotten. You, you raised the point of why I found this fascinating, because of all the actors, and really, not even all, just mainly... If if it was a coin flip, yes or no, someone had been nominated, I would have said, well, obviously it was Jim Carrey because he has 90% of the screen time. But the, the tr- fact of the matter was, this film was nominated for three Oscars, Best Supporting Actor for Ed Harris, and the other two were like for Best Director and like the uh, screenplay adaptation. So uh, the only actor-related nomination was for Ed Harris, which I, I, not that I disliked his performance, but I found it a bit of a head-scratcher of all the roles i thought jim carrey would have garnered more attention can you imagine Um, jim carrey's response when he found out that ed harris had gotten a nomination well so here's the the movies the the movies up for some oscars like you know and he's like ah yeah 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 you know oh my god go on yeah ed what (laughs) tree stump number four also got a nomination ahead of yeah, you like what i i what <laughs> so it's interesting because uh, i'm gonna drop a little bit of a bomb here and then i'll just move on 
for me, this is a top five Jim Carrey performance. And I'd even say top three. And that might offend or upset some people because there's a lot of films that Jim Carrey fans hold dear to them that there's just more than three. But I would hold by that. I would. I could, we could we could we could start an argument for top five. Sure, I think top three is is asinine and insulting. I I'm gonna hold the top three because I tried making a list, and there was a there were a bunch of films that I'm like, well, he's more notably famous for, but I don't like as much, or I'm not a fan of that performance as much. So for me, this I I might stick with that top three for me. Liar, liar. Yeah. The Mask. Eh. Uh, see, but then, yeah, and then you get into the, so Liar Liar, The Mask, uh, The Grinch, which oh, I know is see, not yeah. high up on yours. Yeah. Uh, but then I, th- I think, you know, I assumed you would like things like, so Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, you know, I didn't, it's not my favorite. And um, I love you, Philip Morris. I haven't seen it. Okay, yeah. See, those are like some more of his like dramatic, sure, dramatic offerings. Um, and see, I, I had know trouble that doing Ace that too because it's apples and oranges. On my list than yours. Yeah, and it's just hard to know because like this is a more of a drama, and it from in my mind that sometimes bumped it higher than a comedy. Not to say that his roles in comedies were inferior as far as right. acting merit, but. Um, it's, the one yeah, thing I will just say, to, oh. it's hard to pin this down. It's like it's not a comedy because there aren't really any yeah flat out jokes. It's just like a drama. Right. It's like a it's a lighthearted while being surprisingly heavy yeah. drama yeah. that has some like his performance just has some carryisms sure. um, that I think make it feel. Like at a t- at times, Truman is a very animated character. Oh yeah, um, and I think that is what like strays it into having that comedic feeling. But it really isn't a comedy. No, not at the forefront for sure. Um, apparently, he took a pretty decent pay cut to take on this role because he wanted to avoid the typecast of always just being in comedies, and. Um, of all things, he was chosen after his performance of Ace Ventura to be in this role. And one last thing I want to touch on. Apparently, Robin Williams was considered for this role. And I, Ooh. you know, I I can see it because they both have a, a equally as, what am I trying to say? Equally as... Uh, effective tool bag for such a role that's like you carried 80% of the screen time and have to convey so many different emotions high and low. I think I would like this film so much better. Really? With Robin Williams. Yeah, (laughs) Robin Williams just does that like, excuse me, he does that like introspective, Hmm. you know, um, existential question kind mm. of a th- kind of a thrill like you know this yeah. is like a watered down black mirror episode for us basically that's what i was walking away with i was thinking yeah. the same thing yeah because we're, obviously we're going to discuss like <laughs> what they did and <laughs> if that's you know yeah but okay cool yeah 
Um, I'm going to pass the mic over to you. Physically? So yeah, so... Okay. Yeah, there we go. so everyone so, wait three to four business days while FedEx <laughs> gets their act together. No, I'm going to pass it over to you. And now, what would you like to formally call it? Like a housekeeping or like a shop? No, let's, t- let's, yeah, let's talk shop, man. Talk um, shop, okay. So, the Truman Show. Okay. Uh, let's start with Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. A critic score okay. of 95%. An audience score of eighty nine. So, okay. it it's 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 ratings are high. It is a high rated film. Sure. Um, it was also quite profitable. So, uh, if we look at the um, the worldwide gross of this film, so gross for those who need some layman terms, basically means you know not profit. Mm. But without taking away any of the costs, without taking just like the money that came in. Uh, so worldwide, it made $264,000, or million, million thousand, $264 million, um, and $125 million domestic, which hmm. nowadays, so that's 1998. So nowadays... That 125 million domestic is 245 million. Um, it had a production budget of 60 million. Hmm. Now, there is a this. It isn't. It's not without flaw. Mm. But a general rule of thumb, because the production budget doesn't doesn't factor in marketing. It doesn't factor in distribution. Mm. Uh, and those are both very, very expensive things. Oh, okay. Very okay. expensive. Mm. Um, making a movie is easy. Getting your film distributed, that's <laughs> a lot of work. It costs a lot of money. Um, and so the budget, when you see a budget, that's just production budget. That's mm. just, we made, a, we made a movie. We have, <laughs> we have <laughs> a, uh, I mean, it's 98, so we have a tape. <laughs> With this movie on it, we have a reel mm. with this film on it that we've cut together It's <laughs> uh, our final product, but nobody knows about it. <laughs> no theaters are playing it. Nothing. So that's $60 million. Uh, A good rule of thumb, if you want to get a, a, you know, what did this film really cost, is you take your production do- budget mm. and you times it, you multiply it, by 2.5. Hmm. So 150 million. Uh, which means if so then oh god, I'm punching my microphone. So if we take that and we subtract that away from our 264 million dollars, then in 1998 this film made about 115 million dollars. Hmm. Um which is really good. It's really good for 1998. It's really good for um, for a film of this genre, for a film of this caliber. Mm. Um, you know, Jim Carrey's in it. And yeah, he's got some a little bit of star-studdedness from Ace Ventura. Hmm. Uh, but that's it. He's not, you know, he's not a household name yet. He doesn't hmm. have that that pull and that draw. Oh no, that for sure. That 
you know, he would from, from, you know. So anyways, um, but yeah, you know, so uh, all in all, the world loves this film. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's got some good Rotten Tomato scores. It made a bunch of money. I guess what I'm going to say to you sure. is I might need you to convince me. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, so here's the thing. There have been times in the past where we've had to watch a movie for the podcast. Mm, yep. And I've been tempted. I've thought to myself, <laughs> you know, I know this movie inside and out. Mm-hmm. Or I just watched it five months ago. Sure. I'm pretty sure I remember it. And so there's been times where I've been tempted. I'm like, oh, I'm just not in the mood to watch this movie. And I've been yep. tempted not to. Mm. I've never given in to that temptation. <laughs> um, I've always watched it. And I did this time. But that temptation was maybe stronger this time than it's ever been. Hmm. And and Jim Carrey's like when we did our actors. Yeah. He made my top five. He did. I think he made my top three. So, hmm. I mean, Jim Jimbo is my he's he's my man. <laughs> Jimbo. He's Jim Jim Jim, Jim Jimmy. You know, okay. born and born and raised about forty five minutes from where my ass is currently parked. Right in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just kidding. Canadian content for uh, which I'm the only. I, and I'm only. I'm only down here because tomorrow we're doing the big uh, Nevada Area Fifty One raid. But that's <laughs> remember. Remember when yeah, that's that was neither a thing. here nor there. Remember this, that. Oh, this RV is the greatest thing I've. Yeah, yeah. When was that? It was like a year ago. Year it was pre-COVID, ago? so I think it was, was before it? a year. Okay, maybe it was pre. Yeah, and but remember, all of a sudden, everyone was like, "Listen yeah. here, I'm mad as heck, and I've had enough. We, <laughs> I'm so sick of the government keeping all of these conspiracies <laughs> from us and whatever else. So I'm gonna get my pitchfork, my shotgun, and my bottle of shine, and." <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna storm into this place not to mention the government has drones and yeah. <laughs> and like you know if they are oh. if they like here's the thing <laughs> now i feel like i'm bill burr on a talk show late night talk show and i'm just gonna like go off on this thing but here's the thing if you're some either con- crazy conspiracy theorist right like, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was watching this thing last night. I have no <laughs> doubt. I have no doubt that there is intelligent life out there. Sure. Absol- just, just by the sheer volume of, like, it doesn't make sense. So there's something like, uh, it's on Netflix. It's, it, mm. it's a show called Explained. Hmm. And they're just all these little, like, short 25-minute episodes about, like, different things. Like, they'll explain cryptocurrency to you and mm. explain to you the concept and the history of and the implications of monogamy and, like, hmm. all this different stuff. And it's, it's actually really an interesting show. And they did one on extraterrestrial life. And there was, like, hmm. a, a scientist, PhD kind of hmm. person. And they yep. were talking about, like, you know, the number of 
planets or the number of stars. The number of stars that are out there is something like 10 to the power of 22, <laughs> which is an astronomical, incomprehensible number. Hmm. Um, and basically it came down to, you know, if, if only, if only one in 10 of those is this, and if only one in 10 of that one in 10 is this, and only one in 10 of that one in 10 and one of 10 is this, then that still leaves like a hundred million planets hmm. out there that right. have similar conditions to ours. Sure. And it's like, oh, okay, well then how could there not, like, you mm. know, if yeah. we're talking a hundred million, then <laughs> at least five of them <laughs> right. probably have some sort of life Mm -hmm. Maybe intelligent, maybe not, but there's, sure. there's definitely living organisms other than just this planet. It just doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So anyways, but if you're some dumb <laughs> conspiracy theorist who thinks that like the government, you know, like that Roswell was a cover up and all of this stuff, which I love that stuff. Like, don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. Mm -hmm. I love that stuff, but I love that yeah, stuff yeah. as like fiction, like sci-fi, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Or... Some greasy redneck hick that's like storming Area 51 because you think they're lying to you. Right. Even if you have a shotgun, mm -hmm. let's take aside the fact that they are the government. You are an individual who, based on your the escapade that you're on, are a firm believer that the people who you are attacking are in possession of alien technology. <laughs> right. They are going to vaporize your ass <laughs> so fast. Like, what are you just like, mm. I'm going to get myself probed. <laughs> like, what is you, like, what is your plan, man? So anyways, I don't know how, what, how do we, how do we I get on no this? I have no idea, but I... No regrets. Anyways, Jim Carrey is in green. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going to like look. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to going back and listening to this and being like, how? How in the actual hell? Um, oh, no. We were talking about Jim Carrey, New Mexico. Oh, yada, yes. Yada. Right. Anyways, Jim Carrey. I love him. Sure. And you know what? It's a, it, it's, I don't hate this film, but I don't love it. Okay. And let me, let me see. That hasn't changed. Yeah. Let me see. So I, I'm I'm assuming quite obviously from how you're saying you had seen it at least once before. Oh yeah, like okay. I don't know. This could be a. Uh, I've seen parts of it many times. This could mm. be a mm. fifth complete viewing. Okay. In my okay. lifetime. Yep. Okay, so let me just break it down. There's a lot to break down here. And before I get into all the different, like, categories of why maybe this film is very good, I would say that none of them are the reason that I particularly enjoy it. Like, there's just emotional, I think on the individual level, the micro level of Jim Carrey's character, I think he captures a lot of things that resonate to specifically me, the viewer, when I watched it. So you know just someone wanting to get out of the space he's always been in to spread his wings to do something to simply love who he wants to love and not who he's felt forced into loving 
to, you know, having friends that he can truly feel he can trust or that are sincere and that aren't maybe uh, not not where he needs to be right now as far as friendship. So, like, just there's some human element to it by both the character that's written on the script and brought to life through Jim Carrey that I appreciated and I appreciated the story seeing that that there's elements to that that I really enjoyed. And I think that's why I appreciate this film. I think if we were sitting having a cup of coffee and I was forced to try and convince you to say why it's a really good film, again, like these aren't the reasons that I particularly enjoy it, but it's definitely reasons I think a lot of people might enjoy it. Um, I think it's interesting that in the pre- reality tv era this film really kind of hit it on the head as far as just the concept of mass audiences watching one individual or specific individuals continuously and the the concept of human lives being recorded so both for reality tv and even just social media like when people have like instagram and live feeds and just like around the clock not surveillance but around the clock content i feel it's interesting that a movie hit on some of these things before it really took off say 10 to 10 plus years later and i just find that interesting and it goes into these things and it asks us the ethical question is this good for jim carrey is it good for us the viewer of jim carrey 24 hours a day is it bad ethically speaking for Jim Carrey is it or should we be guilty as the viewer you know I think there's a lot of ethical breakdowns that we might get into kind of like our Black Mirror episode but there's the ethical component the um, kind of predictive component that I hit on before and then I think just as a piece of narrative it's kind of there's some interesting allegory weaved throughout we've got Truman true man Christoph off Christ so he's this creator but he's not he's his goals are seemingly pure at times but also not i'm not completely convinced and he's got these kind of ironic states where he personally guards his privacy even though he has truman who's just open to the world um and just even the allegory continues where you know at as soon as people have watched Truman their entire lives and then the show turns off they turn to each other and say yeah let's pull out the tv guide let's see what else is on and I guess there's some reflection in uh what we can as human beings what we can kind of extrapolate from that so I think I think what drew me to this film is the micro individual component but kind of in those different branches that I highlighted I think there's a lot of different things a lot of different ripples that this movie covers and some people can be interested in them all and interested in components or at least to some degree challenge us of what is right and what is wrong in different circumstances. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, I, 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 I guess I'm just arguing its merit as a film. And why, after watching it, I went, yeah, that's really good. But I, it's not in my category of film that I 
feel the need to convince someone to love it. Because even when we get into how we ranked it, it's not a film that I would re- watch over repeatedly. Um, and I think that just comes down to enjoyment, also the type of film that it is. Um, you know, it's not like watching Avengers or something where you get a kick out of it each time. It's more like, ooh, I think I want, if I watch this too much, it could become a little micro, like a little macro and a little depressing in, in some degree. But I, I do think, I guess my point is, I really do think it's a good film. But I'm not, I don't think it's one of my favorite films. I want to make that distinction. Okay. One of your favorite Jim Carrey films. One of my favorite Jim Carrey performances in films. But yes. not a, yeah, not a favorite film. Yeah. And again, okay. I guess if we were having a podcast about like, hey, let's rank our top five Jim Carreys, I think I would get a little weedy and little just having to get caught in the semantics of, I think it's my favorite performance of his, both of the actual performance and like the merit of the film, but definitely, you know, when you say liar, liar, or yes, man, or other films that I find just more light, a little bit more relaxing, a little bit more enjoyable, I might appreciate, I might enjoy just pound for pound more, but aren't as artistically heavy. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, you know, I I would be interested to get into kind of breaking it down like our Black Mirror episode, like if there's kind of the actual underlying question that we could kind of spitball a little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, let me. Uh, uh, yeah. Unless, sorry. Yeah. Well, I just let me let me let me let me here. Let me Please. talk about my. I think it's a great premise. Um, in fact, I think it's a golden premise. Hmm. So my, yeah, my issue isn't with the idea of the film. I think my issue is with some of the execution. Um, Oh. I think it gets boring. I think there's, I think it's just Hmm. kind of like a dry. So I was watching it with, with someone (laughs) and they... I kid you not. They were like, we we paused it halfway through um, to like uh, go to the washroom and and you know top up our our water and stuff. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, so what do you you know what do you think so far? And they were very excited going in. They were like more mm. you know. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch this. And they right. were like, no, you know, you've talked about this film a lot, and Pete talks about it. Anytime you guys talk about Jim Carrey, it comes up, and <laughs> and whatever else. And so, you know, they were like, I'm actually, I'm actually, you know, I'm fairly excited to watch this. Hmm. And um, and so we got like halfway through, or like a third of the way through, and I was like, so what do you think? And they're like, it's really slow. Like it's pretty <laughs> slow. And right. I was like, yeah. And they're like, like it's just very anticlimactic so far. Right. Uh, and I kid you not, unprompted, they said, <laughs> oh, it no. kind of has that lost in translation. Feel. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I said, and and I was like, oh wow, like wow, uh, like that that is bad. Uh, and um, <laughs> so <laughs> it was amazing. I swear, I swear to God, unprompted. Um, 
but yeah, so that was that's you know I think it's slow. The thing the thing that really drives it home for me though, like oh, sure, the thing that that negates this film's ability that neuters this film's ability to be able to make me walk away from it going, wow, what a concept, what an idea, what a, what a thought provoking film. Cause I don't think it's thought provoking. Sure. I think it, I think it should be, but I don't think it is. And I think, I think one of the reasons is, and I get that they like a lot of the film is pretty tongue in cheek. Um, when it comes to like, you know, the believability of some of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, but that really hurts it for me. I'm like this, I, I was like partway through, I'm like this, especially for 1998, hmm. this is not possible. <laughs> I was like, it's just not possible. He's like, they're in the car. They're in the they're in the, when he find they get across the bridge and there's mm. like the yep. the road fire and the meltdown of the power plant and stuff like that, mm. um, and they're like and I so I started thinking to myself I'm like at what point does the camera in the car lose range or like mm. you know Ooh. and that's that was before I forgot or before I remembered like. Mm this is a dome like the whole thing is yep. one big studio sure um sure which that technology like the weather technology and everything is bullshit but we'll like we'll we'll ignore that um but just like the cameras just the sheer quantity of cameras the quality of the cameras constantly transmitting over 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 what hmm. like how how from a you know like i've done videos i've done short films um, in fact, there's a short film that I recently did, um, and, and it was a, 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 you know, I had to have microphones on the inside of a car and three GoPros mounted to the dash yeah. to get these angles and to get everything, you know, <laughs> right. and, and, yeah. and it's like a serious, you know, it's like 17 minutes long. We actually just finished submitting it to Sundance. So it's, I'm Ooh. like, I have a film in Sundance. Um, and, and that was like in 2021, that was like a logistical Mm. nightmare. And I'm like, so this is, this is bullshit. I'm like, second of all, and even the microphones, the fact that everyone is just (laughs) constantly well mic'd, like, you know, let's, let's, so let's, let's go. Okay. You know what? The, the, the camera thing we'll ignore the, sure there's 5,000 cameras in this town and they always just happen to be you know there's yeah there's a camera in this rock on the beach just in case just in case at some point in Truman's life he comes sits on this spot on the beach right then sure great uh but everyone's mic'd super well and really what it comes down to for me so there's there's sure. just uh, yeah there's a lot of like okay suspend your disbelief uh, okay yeah, yeah. suspend yeah, yeah. a little bit more of your disbelief uh, okay sure. we know this doesn't make sense and it's kind of a stretch and it's a super convenient and just kind of makes our story progress in the way we want it to but please ignore the fact that this is total anarchy and doesn't make any sense hmm. um but there is no way he's how old he's like in his 30s 30 30 yeah he's 30 years old there is no way, and they do address a little bit that sure. you know there have been close calls. There have been people who have somehow made it onto the show right. into the studio. Yep. But 
either everyone in the world except for the five people who have made it onto the show and unsuccessfully <laughs> unsuccessfully pulled back the curtain. Mm-hmm. Aside from those five people, everyone on the planet is absolute scum hmm. and has no moral compass and doesn't see an issue with this. Hmm. Or, or the fact that it's been 30 years, which means it's been at least like 15 years since you could get this message to him and he would have the brain capacity to really fight back and question what's happening. Hmm. The fact that the fact that it's been kept a secret that he's living in a dome. Mm. Bullshit. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way if it's happening in our world. Uh if it's supposed to be a commentary on our world. 8 billion people or however many friggin' stupid people are on this planet. There's no way that someone didn't, you know, you like you're like, "Oh, you know, okay, well they like they hopped into the thing and and the security was really d- tough and and pulled them off and escorted. There's no way someone didn't crash a plane through the friggin' roof of this thing because Ish. they were so morally distraught by what was mm. happening or show mm. up and and shoot the place up and like you know yeah. there's just there's so much that could have happened that probably would have happened after 30 years that you wouldn't be able to prevent or stop or you know whatever yeah uh it's just yeah so to me a beautiful concept sure but i'm like the film just asks me to Suspend my disbelief a couple too many times for me to walk away impacted by it. Hmm. Right. So that's that's the thing. I think I think I realize this film's potential, but this film doesn't realize its own potential. And so for me, it's like it's a good. It is. It's a good movie, but I can't help but walk away disappointed from it because. It should be so much more. It should if if it if it was just that much more grounded in reality, then I would feel that I would walk away from it like, oh wow. Like that's that's crazy. Can you believe the journey he goes on? And then I also think the ending's too abrupt. Like there's no there's mm. I'm I'm so desperate to see that conversation. Like he walks through the door and then it ends. Hmm. At the very least, like I don't need to see him. I mean, it would be so interesting to see him confront Kristoff. Um, hmm. But at the very least, like we see that that girl throw on her coat and run down the stairs. She's gonna go meet meet him, meet up with yeah. him. I want to see that. I want to see a conversation. I want to understand the justification. What were, what was what like are 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 his parents just terrible? What were they paid? Like what you know, there's there's just I but, feel like a well, lot of remember, films, he was an unwanted pregnancy and he was adopted he was, by a corporation. For sure. 
But I feel like there's, you know, there's movies that are convoluted and like 10 minutes too long. I feel sure. like this one is 10 minutes too short. Okay. <laughs> I feel like there's there's some other stuff that I need. I need to see, like, he goes through and then, you know, what is what is the, you know, where's justice for Truman? Mm. Yeah. You know. Where's his, is he going to be okay? I mean, he's, he's totally screwed up. The guy's going to be in counseling for the rest of his life now. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, just to see him either confront Kristoff and have Kristoff feel like, you know, like the biggest consequence for Kristoff is he's lost his show. That yep. is his big traumatic sad, oh, there goes my revenue. <laughs> Not, hey, I'm a criminal. Yeah. And the entire world is complicit. But again, that, I think that's a point of, that's one of the extrapolations of the show that's going, hmm, something's wrong here. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. I, actually, no, I think I don't you raised some, I, I think I, I, uh, I think you raised some good points. I think to me, they fall in the category of, you know what, if I, in this circumstance, if I can forget one thing, I forget them all. And for me personally, I can view them just as a story point. But I, you do raise some points that I even, I was kind of thinking throughout the film, like when they switched to it, there was a specific scene where they switched to someone's like button camera that was like perfectly aligned on Truman's face and I was like ah. yeah what the hell is that and it's like the thing button also, camera five, four or something yeah <laughs> if if I've learned one thing from this podcast it's the importance and the nightmare and the headache that are microphones just as far as what a good microphone placed well can do and what a crappy microphone not placed well can't do and I think you do raise a good point, just that everything was always in, in frequency, you know, probably not realistic. Everything was perfect. It just the worked one out. I, it was clean, one thing, crisp, it was high-def video, oh, yeah. it was like... And again, I'm just meeting you in the middle here, because I do, it doesn't bother me, but I think you raised some good points. Another point on yours is, so this is 1998, so if we're backing the bus up, not even 30 years, but 25 years. So they had some component of this technology in the seventies. I don't know. Like at that point, I think like anything, like any construct in the story, if you start really breaking it or really start weeding through it, it breaks down. But yeah, you, if you backtrack this enough, yeah, that this probably doesn't hold up. Yeah. Cause the, yeah, like we're seeing him in 1998, but they're 30 years into this bullshit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And let's say, Let's say that, you know, the show's undergone some crazy difference. Like, we do. We see, you know, he's got a mobile that doesn't even... The camera's not even hidden. It's just pointed at mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. um, but, so, again, so, okay, then there's... At some point, once technology permits it, there's 5,000 cameras installed in this town in rocks, in... in <laughs> Right. In billboards, in pop machines, in yeah. everything. Yeah. And tr not once does Truman pick up on that. <laughs> it can't be that. It's not that big of a place. Mm hmm Because we see an exterior shot of the dome. It's really not that big. It's mm -hmm. a micro town. 
So to also go, like, even though he's got this fear because of his father's, you know, and that was a gamble that he was going to end up with that, the specific emotional trauma that they needed him to end up with. Yeah. Um, For sure. But, the, the, you know, it, like the thing, this dome from an outside view, it can't be much more than like, I don't know, 10, 5, somewhere between 5 and 10 square kilometers. Mm-hmm. It's not that big. Yeah, it's definitely a, in th- a limited. In 30 years? In 30 years, he hasn't... He hasn't left it, uh, a, a, you know, let's say eight. He hasn't left an eight square kilometer area? What? Hmm. Like, there are people who haven't never gone very far, but you've gone further than that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. If if we If you were convincing me to say a critique, I could back up what I said to the degree that maybe this film hasn't aged well and um, we need to view it in the context of when it came out in the 90s, maybe the concepts were a little bit more appropriate for what was there at the time and then as maybe newer art, newer pieces of art have come out with dealing with different some of these different ethical issues like even Black Mirror, you know, Black Mirror it has 20 years of expertise as far as an industry advancement compared to when this came out in the 90s is what I'm trying to say. So maybe maybe we need to deal with this film with kid gloves just saying, hey, they had some concepts in mind. The It's not at the same level as stuff coming out in modern day as far as dealing with these these topics. But I still think there's stuff that they tackle that's that's worth talking about, but maybe to a flaw is what I'm trying to get around at as a film. They could have dealt with it more on camera versus when the movie stops and you're having a discussion with someone like you and me are having. I'm intrigued by some of these questions that the film hinted at, but maybe it would have been a better film if it just dealt with them head on. And maybe was either shorter or the same length, but just the content was a bit more sharp and potent. Yeah. I think that's, you know, again, like amazing, amazing, bold, bold approach, bold idea. Mm-hmm. Um, failed attempt for me. Well, cause there's a lot of things like simple things that are really just over like skimmed over and maybe that's all they needed or maybe they should have been dealt with more but just even times where Christoph said he knew truman but jim carrey says to him you never had a camera in my head like just because you watch me all the time you don't necessarily know me we've never had a discussion we've never shared thoughts topics emotions or or the fact that Christoph lies but maybe he's actually telling the truth i don't know enough about christoph to determine if he was lying or telling the truth when he said there's no more truth in the real world than in truman's world so like just little things like this that maybe could have been fun really unpacking really getting to the kind of core of that issue maybe would have been a stronger film for for i mean for people like you I mean, in that final, like that's that's when the that's when the movie gets when it like starts to redeem itself. Mm-hmm. Is in yep. like the last 
15 minutes of the movie and then it's like and then it's done and then it's just so abrupt and ending right but he yeah because he says like yep you know in here nothing will ever harm you in Mm -hmm. the world i've created for you and part of me is like because he's like and I don't know, like, I think he's just desperate not thinking it out. Kristoff oh. is desperate not thinking sure. it out at this point. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. now that he knows, like, what do you, like, Yeah, there there goes all, like, you're wanting him to continue. He's like, just stay. Yeah. Just stay, Truman. We'll keep doing this. And I'm like, yeah. but he knows. And so he'll never, like, you know, your value is that he was real. And the only reason he was real is because it was candid. Hmm. And the second it's not candid, then he's not going to be real. He, he, then he'll know. Mm-hmm. There's embarrassing things that he'll never do. And there's, he'll try harder to make himself look good, even when he's just lounging at home and like it, whatever yeah. it is. You can't um, go back at that point. You can't go back. No. But he, you know, he says, he says like, you know, nothing in here, there's no, nothing can hurt you. I'm, bankruptcy, bankruptcy will never get you. Hmm. He doesn't say this, but it's like, you know, it's implied. <laughs> right. I'll never, I'll never allow someone, I'll never allow you to die from a home invasion. Mm. Although he was about to let him drown, so I don't know, like. Yeah, that was, you yeah. know. And it, everyone. It just gets weird. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the stuff that I was like, yeah, okay. So like it is like you are being, you know, yes, you've been lied to, but you've been lied to for 30 years and you've lived happily enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're being in some regard, you're being afforded an opportunity that nobody, nobody is, is given. Stay here. Stay in a world that I've created for you. Mm -hmm. Where you don't have to you know like you just it's it's it is it's just it's a safe bubble it's a perpetual safety blanket this world and you can stay if you want to yeah but then uh, that's one of those questions then that is rich is a rich question maybe wasn't explored fully in this film but it's a rich question is that really living like if i offered that to you brady and if you offered that to me would we be happy with that, knowing that what we're living in is just kind of an artificial thing that we, part of the, this is getting kind of meta here, but like part of the the enjoyment of living life is knowing there's a chance that you could fail or the unknown. So yeah, I feel like Truman can't go back in that case. Yeah, I mean, in some cases, I think it's, it's you know, if it's all you, if it's all you know, I mean, yeah. Sure. It's 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 somewhat comparable to you know Jim Jim John Joan you know average Joe. Yep. <laughs> Whatever Marvin Marvin <laughs> sure. who uh, who will work in a cubicle mm. for forty years. Sure. And he hates it. He hates his job. His job makes him miserable. And there's a dream that he won't chase. He's not going to chase it. But he can't actually know... Like, you know, Truman... Truman, if he stays, 
isn't capable of comprehending what he's missing. Hmm. Yeah. Because he doesn't know it. He doesn't know what he's missing. He knows he's missing something. Or at least has the fear that he might be missing something. But, you know, I don't know. There was nothing, there was, you know, aside from, aside from just sort of the staleness of, of his monotonous life, there was nothing bad about his life. Right. Like at all. He's a buddy that he goes and, you know, I, like there was a couple of times I was like, man, <laughs> I want to go to a bridge with a case of beer and a bag of golf balls and just like <laughs> wail on it and just have like deep heart to hearts with a good close buddy. Like, but how hard to heart He's got were some they? great moments. How hard to heart were they though? Well, to him? Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. And I so know. I mean, again, True. now, like, you know, that ignorance is gone. Um, but at the time, they were a total heart-to-heart for him. Sure. Yep. And and you saw the conviction. I think they were a heart-to-heart in a lot of ways for the other guy, too, his best friend, because we saw a conviction in his mm. best friend. His best friend's crying because he's like, I, I would never lie to you, Truman. And it's like, that's the hardest, like, he's, like, choking on that sentence. I think he's an actor. Yeah, but I no, I, I he is. But he's also been he's also been acting since like they talk about grade school together. Yeah, and that's I don't true. think you could go yep. that long without actually feeling it, becoming best yep. friends. Yep. No, that's fair. You know. Anyways. Yep. No. No. Anyways. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> I think that that about covers it. I think that wraps it up. All right. All right. All yeah. right. So scale. Of zero to ten, sir. Okay. I give it a 7.7 on my scale. Okay. And on a more traditional scale called Marshall scale, I gave it a seven. So they they ranked pretty close. I won't get into the nitty gritty of my scale because it didn't... What my scale tells me is how much effort I'd put into a film. And just for this specific film, it doesn't equate. So for the the short of it, a 7.7 or a seven is what I would give it out of ten. Right. So, I mean, so just like, is your scale broken this time? Because like, <laughs> it is. You seven point seven would would imply, yeah, that you would get a babysitter and go to the theater to see this movie. Yeah, and I, I this is where the scale breaks in this circumstance because I, I don't need to do that for this film. This film, like, would you even buy it? Uh, probably not. But would I, you even rent it? I would stream it. Right, that's different. That's like, yeah. well, I'm already paying for it. Yeah, because you're like, I'm already uh, yeah. paying for the service. Yeah. And it's there. Versus yeah, yeah. like, uh, here is my $5 bill, and I need to make a choice. I will get <laughs> one movie with this $5 right. bill. Right. It's totally different. Yeah, it's fair. You know? That's like low on the list. I Yeah, 7.7. <laughs> Good God. Your scale sucks. <laughs> No, no, no. It usually, it usually equates. Just sometimes it doesn't match the the effort. But the when point is, I think it's an interestingly week? made film. When you weren't here last week and we did the Shang Chi episode, I'm we hated on your scale pretty hard. I I heard, and then I, I like came around and I was like, you know, it got to the point. There was like ribbing to the point that I was like, I almost like 
switched sides and like had to be like, oh, okay, hang on. Like, <laughs> you know, like let's actually defend the thing a little here and talk about the logic, you know. <laughs> But it was like, you know, it was like, it was fun to not be the only, you know, the, the only one who's like a victim of the frustration of the senseless scale of Pete. It made me, it made me happy. It made me happy to be, you know, because the people, the people who were on last week are mm-hmm. listeners. Right. Um, and so it was just fun. It was fun. It was fun to hear them say, yeah, like, yeah, the, they were well aware of what the Pete scale is. And they were just as confused and lost about it as I am. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we like we know of the Pete scale. We don't really know how to use it. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's what makes it so great. (laughs) The one thing I will say, and you've mentioned this twice now with guests about my affinity for giving films 10 out of 10. I'm pretty oh, yeah, confident I can name two films on this podcast I've given a 10. Well, so that's interesting you say that. Because I have begun, we talked about this a couple oh, you, weeks no, ago. No, you didn't. And I've begun the process. Really? Of building a spreadsheet. It's oh. in, it's in, you can, you can go look at it, right? The, the listener, I mean... As of this date, as of mid-September 2021, <laughs> right. uh, it's not available for the listener. It's not sure. in our show notes yet. Um, but you yourself personally can go into our, our Google Drive. Okay. And uh, and you can see, it's like, it's it's very basic. I haven't even, I'm at oh, this yeah. point, I'm still just like listing films. I haven't even sure. gotten into to going through, because it's, it's a time, like I have to go back. They're not written oh. down anywhere. Yeah. So I have to go back and listen to like the last 10 minutes of every podcast episode we've done. Right. Yep. So, you know, so it'll be a little time consuming. Uh, And I may, you know, there may be some sort of incentive we could work out for some listeners to like, (laughs) you know, increased voting power. Like here's five episodes. Right. Go fetch. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, the next time we vote, your vote's worth five or something. Stupid right. like that. So <laughs> I am. I am curious. I there are. I think two films that I remember giving tens out of tens, and I would still stand next to that. But we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if that's yeah, the case, if that's the case, two out of one hundred and fifty-six is not giving them out willy nilly. It's not because I've given at least two. Um, and I, I do. I've given one to a film, and I've definitely given one to a Black Mirror right. episode. Yeah, I think I do think the two, if I'm correct in the two, they were like within three weeks of each other. So, yeah, it could, so maybe that's what invoked could that be. feeling. It could be. You know what? I think I gave one to, did I give one to a Daniel Craig James Bond movie? <sighs> no. I, no. I think I gave like a cloak. No, I gave him to categories. No. Yeah. I gave him to categories because sure. I didn't like doing that either. You did that a lot. You did that a lot. When we were doing 007 films, you would be like, especially when we reached Daniel Craig, you'd be like, right. and the next category, what can I say? 10 out of 10. And so right. that, that yes. you did a lot. That I did. But I mean, yeah. okay. dude, it was Casino Royale. I mean, come on. Let, let <laughs> yeah, he but use it was, without yeah, sin but it cast wasn't, the first stone. But it wasn't Skyfall. Anyways. <laughs> this is where we differ. Anyways. What cool. do you give 
<laughs> eight out of ten. <laughs> I think I think what I'm about to say will surprise you. I um, because mm. you gave a seven out of ten. I did. I give a six out of ten. Oh, I still think you know. Okay. I think it's it's a. I mean, it's Jim Carrey. It's a good movie. It really is a good sure. movie. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Um, yes. Yep. So my criticism has never been this is a bad film. I think mm. my theme throughout this episode has been it's not what it should be. It's not mm. what it could and should be. Okay. And so. You know, it's a six out of ten with the little asterisks on it that it should be a nine out of ten. It hmm. should be a it should be a whoa. That that makes me rethink a lot of things in my life. I don't know why I turned into Keanu Reeves. Like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa! That makes me like rethink like so much. <laughs> like, yeah, but it should be. It should really hit me, and it doesn't. Cool. So, slightly above middle of the road. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking of slightly above middle of the road, our friend Marshall. Hey, fellas. This week, I watched a black and white Estonian film from 2017 called November. It was essentially a medieval fairy tale with some surreal elements and dashes of horror and grotesque at times. What did you watch this week? Okay, I I can't say that I've... I haven't seen this film, and I can't say that I've seen an Estonian film. Hmm. But I am, like, my lineage, my last name, my, 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 my bloodline is Lithuanian, which Ooh. is, like, part of the, you know, you've got Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia... Um, you know, so, hmm. so I, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued and in those countries don't get enough film recognition. Hmm. Like in Hunt for Red October, the mo- you know, everyone Yo, knows yeah. Hunt for Red October. He's yep. the, 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 um, um, Sean Connery's character in that film. Everyone thinks he's Russian. He's not Russian. He's a Lithuanian. Oh. And so that's like, that's, you know, that's my, uh. That's my bloody namesake right there. Um, but that's it. So anyways, it's exciting for me. You know, I'm like, eh, mazel tov. Like, wrong, wrong culture. But right. um, I can't, I don't speak any Lithuanian. I don't speak any Estonian. Uh, you know, I don't, I got nothing. It's, you know, it, it, it's it's the same as, as a redhead going, yeah, I'm Scottish. Well, are you? Or are you just a redhead? Like, are you, you know, somewhere down the line? Do you really have that, like, you know, that haggis pride, or are you just, you know, you just freckle a lot when the sun comes out? But, anyways, it's it's exciting for me to hear representation from that part of the world. Hmm. See, it's exciting for me to hear because the next time I want to watch a medieval Estonian village where there's a group of peasants using magic and folk remedies to survive the winter and a young woman tries to get a young man to love her. That, that is, there's not enough screen time given to things like that. Sometimes that mood strikes and there's just not enough, there's, there's like, <laughs> the potential to scratch that itch mm-hmm. is just not always there. 
Although I do say that. I say that jokingly. I'm sure it's actually a super interesting film. And horror fantasy is an interesting subgenre. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, um, but all things aside, what the hell did you watch? <laughs> I have to say, I what I watched was not very right home worthy. Um, I watched the new Cinderella musical on prime video oh yeah i saw that like yeah, i, didn't, I haven't know, watched it but i saw you know yeah. i saw it pop up you know I, I it was one of those films where i just i don't think it was really for me i like musicals and there are musicals that i really enjoy and it, it's not my favorite musical with pierce brosnan in it which i can say wholeheartedly um yeah you know i just wasn't really into it and so i'm not saying it's poorly made just wasn't for me and the only other film I watched was a film from 2020 called Tesla. The cast was interesting. It has an actor who I really enjoy. Kyle MacLachlan has Ethan Hawke. It also has Bono's daughter. Um, but the film, obviously, is the title. Can, you know, you can deduct. It's about Nikola Tesla. I just the film I thought was going to take a more creative route, and instead, it really just took a hey. Here's a biographical storyline that you could have read on Wikipedia and been just as interested or found just as interesting. So I found it a bit of a flop. I would say it it could have been a lot more interesting um, if it had gone down some different storylines that I was interested in. Right. Um, what did you watch this week? Uh, well, it's been... It's been a bit. I, I talked to, you know, so what you missed was I watched Cruella right. again. Yeah. And um, something else. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, um, anyway, it friends. doesn't matter. You're still on the Friends, friends. Yeah, I'm still working on Friends. I'm like halfway. Yep. I'm like nearing the end. Uh, oh, I got one. I got one episode left in season five. Huh. One episode left in season five. And I'm also this weekend planning on picking back up the 24 kind of, you know, right. I kind of faded out of that a little bit. And I want to get back because I've, I've like faded out in the same spot that I've faded out all other three times I've tried to watch the series. I've, I'm like, in oh. a, I've, I've like stopped watching at a point that I've seen up to, but never passed several times. Huh. And so I got to just like, you know, before too much time passes and I'm like, I really should start it over. I, <laughs> I want to like, not, I want to not drop the ball here. I want to keep going. Um, but the films I did watch this past week, I watched two. Um, I watched The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh. Um, I love The Conjuring film. I love The Conjuring universe. Like, as modern day horror films, I love that whole universe. But specifically the um the main installments the main conjure the actual conjuring films hmm. you've got the conjuring you've got annabelle you've got uh uh the nun stuff like that yep but but the actual conjuring films oh my goodness because all three actual conjuring films are based on on true stories and and it's just so so it like i love I love watching it, and then I love going online and reading afterwards about, like, you know, and seeing pictures of the actual people, hmm. and, like, you know, 
and like listening to, and this is going to like, you know, this is totally not your ball game, but like listening to tapes from the, like actual tapes from the exorcisms that I've just watched uh, and thinking to yourself like, oh my goodness, like, holy cow. Like it's one thing to hear it and see it in a movie, but like, this is like, this is an Mm. actual recording. Like this is aggressive. Anyways. Yeah. I watched that and then um, put out on our, um, <laughs> I, I have to say, so the, the last week, um, I do I do most of the managing of our Instagram page. In fact, I would say I do all the managing of our Instagram page. <laughs> um, and, my, and my stories game, my stories yes. game has been big. Nice. Um, been doing lots of stories, and so I'm start. We're starting a new segment. Um, it's just simply a, a name that movie segment. So anytime I'm like mm. sitting down to watch a film, uh, you know, I'll 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 scr- I'll I'll uh, snap a screenshot of something that I think is like yeah, maybe you'll get it, but it's not like Forrest Gump sitting on a bench. <laughs> It's like a slightly more abstract thing. So you have to like know the film to really get mm. it. Anyways, yep. I posted one and um, and someone commented and and said, so the film was the the female Ghostbusters, like the the, the, the remake, the Ghostbusters oh, yeah. remake. Yep. And, uh, and the best response that I got, for that, uh, you know, lots of people said, oh, the female Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, the <laughs> Ghostbusters 2016 or whatever it is. And uh, and the best answer that I got from someone was the wrong Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, you are correct. Uh, and so I watched I watched that with someone who who hadn't seen it yet. And so it was like, you know, it was uh, OK, well, you know. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about how bad it is for a while. Fasten your seatbelts. And, um, you know, it's it's got some funny moments. It's just not for me. No. And it's just not right in yeah. so many ways. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so jazzed for the new one. I'm so jazzed. So I don't know. I, I don't know if you and I have talked about this. Um, there's an event every year called CinemaCon. Hmm. And CinemaCon took place in person this time. Oh, nice. uh, didn't last year, but CinemaCon, like, Paramount will show up and they'll do a presentation. Um, and Sony will show up and they'll do a presentation. Warner Brothers will do a presentation. Universal will do a presentation. And they'll show trailers that no one else has seen yet. Sometimes they'll show footage. Like, they showed, I think, a good... 12 minutes of no time to die if you were at CinemaCon. Hmm. Um, and and a lot of the people who are at CinemaCon are theater owners and theater chain owners. Oh, and cool. so it's basically a, look, this is what we have coming out. It's like a shareholders meeting almost. It's like, this is what we have coming out. Right. Um, and it's all to entice these theater moguls to show these films, to buy, you know, <laughs> buy the, the just, you know, the screening rights or whatever to these films. Mm. And so um, they were doing the, the Ghostbusters presentation and they, I don't know, they like bring Ivan and 
his son Jason Reitman out on stage, and they, you know, they do this whole, you know, whatever, and they say, um, we have, this was like th three weeks ago or like a month ago now, but they're like, we have, we have a little bit of a surprise for you. And I guess every, you know, at that point you're thinking, oh, they're going to bring out Bill Murray, or they're going to bring out Dan Aykroyd, or they're going to bring out the Ecto-1, or they're going to show us a new trailer. And they're like, um, if it's all right with you guys, we'd like to show you the film. And so hmm. it was like the first night of CinemaCon, and everyone's there, and there's like these different presentations happening and stuff like that, where they show new trailers, and they show a little bit of footage and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, for like the next two hours, just total surprise screening. They just played the new Ghostbusters movie <laughs> for the people at CinemaCon. And I'm like, Dang. what? Like, can you imagine being saved <laughs> for, any, for any film? Like, yeah, can you imagine yeah, yeah. landing tickets to CinemaCon Whew. and be sitting there and any film, right? You're sitting there and you're like, and they're like, okay, you know, we're really, we are really excited about No Time to Die. Mm -hmm. we've had a finish for about two you know year and a half two years a couple decades at this point <laughs> yeah. and um we're really excited for for it to come out we were gonna bring a new trailer to show you guys tonight but um well we decided we're, we'll just show we'll just show the film and so then all of a sudden the lights go down and you're just sitting there watching no time to die you'd like <laughs> wet yourself you'd be like what is this yeah how how <laughs> so anyways wrap this thing up so that uh so that we can come back next week and talk about batman yeah uh check us out on our social media pages below facebook instagram twitter like follow subscribe please rate and review us positively wherever you are listening thank you for listening uh check out our patreon page our merchandise page below help us support the show and um like we say here at the movie man podcast it's not always Shakespeare, but it's genuine. I don't. I we've never said that. That's oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I read the I read the wrong note. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Like we always say on the St Movement podcast, the, please stick to the teleprompter. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>